Hi everyone, I'm Iman. And I'm Carla. And this is Screensaver, a podcast about all things pop culture. Today, Carla and I are recording live from a very hot living room in Los Angeles. Apologies in advance for any echoes. But we were simply too excited to wait to talk about today's movie, The Big Sick. It's a fantastic new rom-com written by real-life couple Kumail Nanjiani and Emily V. Gordon. We'll cover all that we loved about it and hopefully convince you to see it after the break. I have to tell you something, babe. I've been dating this girl. She's white. A white girl? It's okay. We hate terrorists. Can you imagine a world in which we end up together? I don't know. I'm looking for Emily Gardner. She was checked in. There's an infection. We put her in a medically induced coma. You should call her family. I think I screwed up with your daughter. Yeah, it did. Let me give you some advice, Kamal. Love isn't easy. That's why they call it love. I don't really get that. I know. I thought I could just start saying something and something small would come out. We have plenty to say, so let's start off with a little plot talk for anyone unfamiliar with the movie's premise. The Big Sick begins by depicting a budding romance between a Pakistani-American struggling stand-up comic, Kumail Nanjiani, played by Kumail Nanjiani, (laughs) and an American master's student in psychology, Emily Gardner, played by Zoe Kazan, is that how you say it? I'm not sure. Played by Zoe. (laughs) Tension grows as Kumail faces pressure from his immigrant parents to marry a good Pakistani woman and... As the title implies, there's a big sickness. Emily falls mysteriously ill and is put into a medically induced coma. Though at its core, this movie is a rom-com, The Atlantic said it best when describing that, quote, the big sick resembles three great swoony sitcoms mashed together. It opens with a typical rom-com meet-cute between Kumail and Emily, Then it adds in a nuanced generation gap story between Kumail and his parents, and a, quote, extremely atypical meet-cute between Kumail and Emily's parents in the hospital. Hmm. Personally, I loved this movie for how tender, endearing, and thoughtful it was, and I am so excited to talk about it. Carla, what were your initial impressions? I absolutely loved The Big Sick. I mean, I haven't felt this much emotion coming out of a movie in a long, long time. Most people go into this movie knowing it's based on a true story, like you described, but I don't think anyone expects to be hit with how real it actually feels. I also just appreciated the ways in which the Big Sick effortlessly approaches really sensitive subjects like race, religion, culture, and even illness through comedy. It doesn't shy away from these topics, but because it feels like it's coming from a place of genuine tenderness, you never feel like you're being hit over the head with any particular message. Totally agreed. Everything felt really natural and true to the story. Right. And I think it also just felt like a really unique story that had never been told before. Iman, what were some of the things that made the big sick feel so special and unique? 
I think you touched on a lot of it. The fact that it's a rom-com that deals effortlessly with race, religion, culture, and illness is definitely not something that you'd expect. And one of those things that I think a review I I was reading said it kind of had to be true Mm -hmm. for you to have believed that any of it would have been possible. Yeah, I kept thinking the whole time I was watching it, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, But apart from that, I think I have a few points. First off, the most obvious, the characters were so well fleshed out and many of those characters were people of color. Right. Having a Pakistani, having a Pakistani American American, or Pakistani immigrant be the romantic lead in a rom com is something that's really exciting and something that I hope we see more of. Uh, The fact that it was Kumail's own story, he just he did a really amazing job of playing. a romantic lead and a guy very much in love and very much conflicted, which was impressive for a guy that most people uh, only knew out of Silicon Valley, playing this kind of know-it-all guy. Yeah, I think one of the biggest compliments we can give this movie is that the characters didn't feel like characters. They felt like real people. Yeah, they felt like people we either know or friends we'd like to have. Or people that looked like people we know. Yeah. (laughs) More on that later. But something that I also thought was really interesting uh, in terms of characterization was the character of Emily. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it's giving too much away to say that there is a character that falls ill, Emily. She's put into a medically induced coma. That's kind of one of the shows, the movie's log lines Mm -hmm. but she is continuously characterized like we learn she her character develops even when she's in a coma and that happens through uh her parents who are fantastically played by ray romano and holly hunter Mm -hmm. it happens through uh voicemails that we hear they just are just even being in her apartment there was so much attention to detail And I think that came out most noticeably in just the way that the characters were fleshed out. But my second point would be, this was a rom-com that was as much about family love as it was about romantic love. Oh, I agree. And that's something that I know us coming from a very tight-knit Mexican-Iranian family resonates with us, but... I just love seeing in movies, especially depicting people in their 20s or 30s, which tend to be a time of just like you show people. It's like girls. It's like New Girl, where you just see them with their friends and living in lofts and having these fun lives. It, It tends to be an age group depicted in films as very independent, free spirited. But here it showed that a relationship with your family is very much like a supplement to a good life. It's not something that's gonna weigh you down even though in this movie you could make the argument that it could have gone that way Mm -hmm. i mean it's a pakistani guy being pressured into marriage but the characters at the end of the day were close to their families by choice and that included emily with her parents i just thought all of that was great i mentioned a pakistani family and a guy being pressured into marriage i mean this the movie was also very much about culture clash yeah but it didn't it was never disrespectful to either culture even arranged marriage wasn't depicted as like this terrible thing in and of itself it mm-hmm. was just a bad thing for kumail 
I also thought it was interesting to see how much Emily seemed to be interested in Kumail's culture as well. Yeah, but I also loved that she wasn't, it didn't seem like he was an uh, exotic attraction mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a running bit in the movie that has to do with Urdu, and she's unimpressed by the language. Her attraction to him is because it's him. It's not like... And her attraction to the culture is because it's an extension of him. So I, I just thought yeah, that's it was a great point. It was just so I just loved them. Another we touched on this before, but it it really feels like a lot of the uniqueness in the big sick has to do with its place within the overall romantic comedy genre, which I feel gets a lot of flack. Yeah, I really think that's something that made this movie so surprising. I mean, where would you say that The Big Sick fits within rom-coms that have been coming out lately? Well, after seeing it and reading all the reviews that have come out since, I think- 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Overwhelmingly (laughs) positive, I'm so happy for them. I think it's going to have a huge impact. And I think that's part of where a lot of love for this movie is coming from because You just have to commend Kumail and Emily for pulling off the creation of writing a rom-com that maintained a lot of the classic elements or ingredients of Mm -hmm. the genre, while at the same time elevating it with its incredible writing, its intimacy, its bravery, and its heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you said intimacy because I think that kind of summarizes it. I'd also add that it's very much placed in 2017. I mean, Mm -hmm. given the fact that like a lot of the characters look like us, like it's a fittingly woke movie for being a rom-com when most are based on kind of these wild antics and really ridiculous scenarios. This one was just about people in love yeah. in a difficult situation it was it was great and speaking of woke in this sense the big sick also reminds me a lot of another movie we raved about earlier in the year get out Ooh, i'm really excited to hear where you go with this <laughs> i know that probably sounds weird because the subject matter couldn't be any different but A lot of their success lies in the fact that both these movies were able to pay homage to a genre while at the same time elevating it with really original storytelling. So true. I love that point. And yeah, I guess they're also both about people of color, men falling in love with white women, <laughs> but the, the the endings and the consequences of that couldn't be any more different. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, very different families. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's safe to say it's it feels like an instant classic. And yeah, I'm already excited to watch it again. And we're I'm just excited for other people to see it. Yes. Because it seems like it's an important movie. It's one of those movies that watching it personally, at least, I felt like this movie was made for me. Yeah, and I, I felt th- the same way. Yeah, the fact that everyone I talk to feels like it was a movie made for them just shows how human it was. Right. So it's for everyone, and I love that. Definitely. 
Iman, do you have any shout-outs for this movie? I do. I have a few. Why don't you start? Okay. I have to give a shout-out to Ray Freaking Romano. <laughs> as, a get-out deep cut. <laughs> as someone who continuously gets made fun of for how much I watch Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond... Mostly by Iman. <laughs> it felt oddly satisfying to see Ray do such a good job of pulling off this role. A dramatic role. Yes. Ray, of course, plays Terry, Emily's dad. And going into this movie, I don't think anyone expects his character to be as layered and complex as he is. But, I mean, he pulled it off. And he wasn't an annoying, aloof, or stupid dad, and I know that has more to do with the writing than the acting or anything, but it could have been really easy for them to make Ray Romano those things, and I'm just really glad they didn't. Hey. Oh, hey. Sorry. Didn't mean to surprise you. Well, I was just wondering, were we going to do anything, any parlor games? I, I don't. What are parlor games? Card games, word games, any word games? Um, no, I've never. You ever play, uh, you can't rhyme it? How does that go? It's uh, basically, you know, you, you try to find out a word, a real word that nobody can rhyme. Okay. And Stonehenge. Then... Yeah, see, you would win. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a winner. Yeah, no, hats off to Ray Romano. <laughs> he did a really great job in this movie, and... Yeah, and I was commenting in the car with Carla, it's interesting that they made him an ostensibly unfunny character, and he just, he played it so well. I thought it was funny when he tells Kumail, oh yeah, I used to go to comedy cellars when I was in college. Yeah. (laughs) It felt like a little wink at the camera. (laughs) Yeah, and he felt like such a dad. It was just great. Yeah. Um, What about you, Iman? Oh... I want to give a shout out to voicemails. I mentioned them earlier. I also don't want to give too much away, but interesting. Given how uh, I wouldn't call this movie millennial, but given how text messaging is featured in this and in our own lives so prominently, seeing them a character holding on to voicemails and having just those little relics of sound bites of another person talking, it just it. I don't know, it warmed my heart. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, it was a very clever way of the movie giving some backstory on what Emily was like. Giving her a voice when she was in a coma. Right, because surprisingly, the movie doesn't spend too much time on their life as a couple. But even so, you you get the sense that you know exactly what type of couple they were. Mm Mm-hmm. A good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. I feel like I have to give a shout out to fast food drive-thru employees. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want to give too much away because this particular character comes about in one of the most dramatically intense parts of the movie, but... I think we can all agree they have a very tough job and this movie (laughs) highlights that to great effect. Yeah, very (laughs) true. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, Another thing to keep an eye out for, uh, something that I loved about um, 
the characterization of Emily and something that I know is definitely based on Emily V. Gordon is the fact that the character, like many of us, had a light goth phase and she had a graveyard photo shoot. Um, You have to see it to appreciate it, but I thought that was just such... Giving the characters such a detailed past made them feel so relatable and... I use this podcast as a confessional way too often, but I definitely remember doing a black and white photo shoot with my friend Jack Russell with a bunch of like one of those giant chess sets and an umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing this in the movie just brought me back. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I felt so much embarrassment towards her. I felt embarrassment for her, uh, yeah, but also toward just... Her and for her. But, yeah, I just, like, felt embarrassment for myself, and that's <laughs> why I felt, again, this movie was, like, this movie was made for me. What's what's your last shout-out? Okay, my last shout-out has to go to Kumail's roommate, Chris. Chris is also an aspiring comedian, and I'm giving him a shout-out... Not so much because he was all that funny, because he really wasn't. You didn't like his pigeon impersonation? <laughs> no, not that much. <laughs> but he wasn't much less funnier than the other people in his supposed friend group, like A.D. Bryant or that other guy who I don't know his name. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. That's the actor's <laughs> name, at least. Okay, well, despite this, Those guys, they were just so mean to him. And that was probably the only thing in the movie that (laughs) I really didn't understand. I didn't understand why these people were so mean to this character. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Chris. I hope he did okay without his jerky friends because (laughs) they left him in Chicago by himself. Yeah, man, spoiler alert. I mean, yeah, Kumail was nice to him. I mean, he he wasn't that mean, but the other two, my God, yeah, they were kind of they were jerks. Um, <laughs> that that aside, although we give them a zero out of ten for being friends, what are our ratings for this movie overall? Okay, I am going to rate the Big Sick a. Mm, I'll rate it ten out of ten. Air mattresses. Aww. <laughs> this, this is the second movie this year that we've given a 10 out of 10 to. Was Get Out the other? Get Out was the other one. And I feel like it deserves to be up there with that movie. So true. It was just so heartwarming and unique. And I, I felt so many emotions coming out of it. I think I cried for about the last... 40 minutes of the movie on and off it it was just a great experience and I'm so glad they made this I'm so glad they shared their story with us because Mm -hmm. something that was so personal and traumatic couldn't have been easy to share but I think the world is a little better for it for knowing it so true um I think I'm probably a little more familiar with Kumail and Emily than An average viewer, I I know both of them have a a video game podcast that not that I listen to, but I feel like I listen to uh, Pete Holmes's podcast. He's interviewed both of them several times. Hmm. I've read uh, Emily Gordon's book Super You. It's really good. 
Uh, I follow Kumail on Twitter. He's very active. Yeah, he I is. I listen to X-Files files. All this to say, I'm very familiar with them and also their story. So in going into the movie, I kind of had a sense of the general plot points. But living through it in the two hours that this movie takes place in just hit me so much more powerfully than I ever expected. So I, too, am going to give this movie a 10 out of 10 uh, bathroom air fresheners. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I'll leave it to people that watch the movie to get what that's referencing. Um, (laughs) But honestly, such a great movie. There couldn't be a creative couple that I feel more joyful supporting and i think everyone else should too yeah and it might seem like we're overhyping it but i went into this movie with really big expectations and i was still blown away by it likewise Great. Well, that does it for this episode of Screensaver. For those of you listening out there, if you have any thoughts you want to share with us on The Big Sick, let us know. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreensaverPod and like our Facebook page, Screensaver Podcast. That's S-A-V-O-R. As always, you can find other episodes of Screensaver on iTunes. Bye, guys. Bye.